Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show by Eurosport. We are on the road here today after stage three. We're going to be covering yesterday's stage, stage two, because we um, we missed our pod yesterday because we were a bit late to the hotel. I'm joined as ever by Matthew Stevens. Hi, Brad. It's nice to be in the room. The van, and we've, we've got a very special we? guest in Danish Eurosport's supreme broadcaster, Anders Mirke. Thanks a lot. I think your second name there because what I usually call you. I actually have a second name. It's Joachim. Joachim Mirke? Yeah, but don't don't mention that, yeah. Yeah, what's it like to be on the Bradley Wiggins show? It's a pleasure. Uh, I have my own podcast uh, myself, and to be on your podcast, Brad, is Great. it's an honor. You've been my childhood hero uh, when, I was, uh, when I was a cyclist myself. So, yeah, yeah it's a big moment for me. <laughs> money's, in the, money's in the post. <laughs> Hope so. And just describe to us where you're sat at the moment. I'm in the back of the back of the back of the van. Uh, You're in the back of the van on the mattress, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I have the view of Matt Stevens, the legend, and Bradley Wiggins, the legend, so uh, I can't complain. We are on the way. We're still in Sunobo, where the stage three finished. And, uh, yeah, we're going to a hotel where we're going to stay for the transfer rest right. day. Indeed. So let's just go touch over yesterday's stage anyway, because yeah. we didn't get to do that last night because we were so late back. But um, Fabio Jakobsen winning... And the bridge stage, which nothing really happened, did it on the bridge other than the crash? Yeah, a lot more was expected. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, when you you look back at the the wind direction, apparently, and I'm sure Milky will will um, will agree that the wind is generally cross headwind all the time. It's very rare that it changes direction, and uh, and it was it was true to form. So the expected echelons that I think the organisation would have wanted, and we all wanted really, uh, never really came to pass. But they were. There's a lot of stress heading into the um, into the, the climb itself. Well, it was a bit of a climb, wasn't it? Into the bridge itself, and there was a little bit of controversy, wasn't there? Because there were several crashes, and we saw Rigoberto ran uh, GC hopeful, of course, for EF out the back, and they put a barrage up. But then we saw Eve Lampard, uh, who was in the yellow jersey at the time, get a bumper and um, and roll back in. Yeah. So, and then then there was a brilliant finish by Jakobsen. Uh, so th- there was there's a fa- fair bit of intrigue, wasn't there? But um, you got to take your hat off to Jakobsen. First amazing. ever tour. Yeah. And, um, the way he, he came round in, in the last few meters was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. His story. What the did you story make of the stage yesterday for being Danish? Because it was the the spectators were incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my my question to you, Brett, was how you uh, how you saw it on the bike, but uh, it was amazing. As all of you, we were expect uh, expecting a. Uh, drama in the bridge and Matt you were at the bridge I was at the bridge uh, just before the the peloton came you were at the bridge as well Brad we were all expecting crosswind uh, on the first part of the bridge but um, yeah it wasn't there and uh, the riders couldn't feel it. it was more in the head and I think Prudhomme was a bit disappointed because the story about the bridge Prudhomme he wanted like if the Danes wanted the tour the bridge was part of the deal. No deal without really? the bridge. Wow, so he it's that iconic, that, yeah. It's that icon- he wanted to recreate the the 2015, I think, in Sealand. Yeah. Yes. In Netherlands, where Quintana dro- dropped 1 minute and 28 to through. Yeah. And he lost the two with 1 minute 21. So that was his dream. So that dream was crushed yesterday. But despite that, I think this, the the fans, they, they won the stage, didn't they, yeah. Brett? Yeah. And as well, Lefebvre as well, because you spoke to Patrick Lefebvre yesterday, didn't you? I did. And um, all the talk of Mark Cavendish not being here, which, you know, was big news. And I think a lot of people were anticipating um, that coming back on Patrick Lefebvre, that decision. 
uh, particularly with no Alaphilippe in the team as well. Yep. And the lucky bastard has come away with prologue and <laughs> stage one, which no one expected uh, Lapia, Lapia to win the prologue. And of course, yeah, we might have expected Jakobsen to do something in stage, but to win the first two stages. Uh, and Patrick Lefebvre, talk us through that interview yesterday you had. Yeah, so what I, I did, uh, I went to, to Patrick and I said, uh, listen, Patrick, uh, Matt and Brad is talking shit about you. They're criticizing your, yeah, your squad. I didn't say that, but I said a lot of people were criticizing the, the squad you choose. And uh, standing here with two out of two, what uh, what uh, does that uh, uh, impact you? How how important is that to you? And he just said, "Cold, I am brave, no? Uh, I am brave." So he he was that was really cold, and but also he was proud. He was proud of the, yeah. the squad. Also, yeah. the Dane Mikkel Honore. He was uh, pulling the whole day, and uh, I did an interview with him about him, and he said, yeah, he, he was our mini de Klerk. Uh, they're they're yeah. not having yeah, a team yeah, de Klerk, team. so he's a really important factor at the team. So despite not having Alaphilippe and, and Cavendish, I think uh, yeah. he won that, uh, that drama in the press, huh? Yeah, it's, it's a, he, th- this was always... Never, it was never an issue, was it then? And even you know, go, go back to Mark Cavendish, because it is relevant with talking about that. Mark Cavendish has not got a problem with, you know, with, with Jack Jakobsen at all. You know, was, I think it was the lack of communication, wasn't it? And maybe it was their room, but ultimately. And I, and, and I, I did ask one of the, uh, the DSs um, in my question, was there, is there room for two sprinters in the team? And they said no. Um, but I think it was more the communication. But yeah, you, as reluctant as many people are, you know, Patrick Lefebvre, um, his character, is um, polarizing. He upsets a lot of people. Um, he's very, very old-fashioned. But when you look at the hit rate and then the wins and the atmosphere that he has in the team in terms of that winning mentality, you can't criticize him. But for other things, you can. Um, but it was quite. I was next. I was next to you when you did the interview. I felt. I felt a little. It was quite, quite intriguing. But yeah, uh, it was a magnificent finish. And, and quite clearly, he's the man to beat in the sprints, isn't he? Although yeah. today, another Dutchman. Yeah. Gronwegen. Indeed. Yeah, amazing. So them two from the crash a few years ago in Poland have both got their... They've returned with their reward, I think, for, for everything they've been through. Um, and it was nice to see him today. I didn't, obviously, I don't, I don't know Fabio Jakobsen at all, but um, I remember reaching out to Dylan Gronwegen two years ago during COVID um, when he had that, because I actually felt for him two years ago because he was getting a lot of death threats and obviously he was getting the, a lot of the blame omitted to him for that crash and... Rightly or wrongly, I think it was, you know, as a human at the end of it. Um, and I spoke to his wife and him a few times and they were really pleased that I'd contacted them because not many people had contacted them. And um, it was lovely to see him today do that. Um, so stages one and two to those two people. Um, but the one who I love today, again, was Walt Van Aert, who looks the classiest act in the world on a bike. Looks good in yellow, doesn't he, as and well? And in yellow and in green yesterday. Yeah. But he scored yet more points to that green jersey. A bit of a bar- argy-bargy with uh, Peter Sagan today as well, which... I didn't actually... Was that... Yeah, because there's... So I didn't he see sort that. of drifted quite right, Van Aert, in the sprint, okay. as Sagan was coming up the inside, and then right. after Sagan was pointing to him afterwards, you know, saying... It looked like Sagan could have maybe run up and yeah. carried that speed, but... It's, it's, it's nice to see, actually, Peter Sagan back after that win in Switzerland and after a problematic start with energy, uh, Total Energies and having COVID. It's actually... It's nice to have him in the mix amongst these new up-and-coming... We'll say new. They've been around for years, but they're still young, the sprint, the, the, the sprint talent we have. But to have Sagan in the mix, you know, brushing shoulders, and um, he's such an exciting component, isn't he? And I, I still think that he's a really important rider. Do you, Anders? 
Yeah, he's been the most. Uh, I mean, he he break he he did something very special in cycling when he came through with Cannondale, uh, and afterwards uh, with uh, Tink of Saxo and and Bora, and now Tutelinishi. He he's the the prototype of these riders who are dominating now. He was the first one. He was the first fan art, the first fan yeah. pool. Yeah. And uh, I know they've been once in the history with Kelly the, and Gallo's yeah, yeah. But he he's the yeah, and you know he's he's a showman as well. And uh, we know a show in cycling. Uh, we like a show in cycling. Yep. So, I mean, the tour the, the tour of Switzerland was was amazing with with him, with Daryl Limpy, with Garen Thomas, three old riders who who came back, and uh, that was amazing to see. The other one I really like is one of my favourite riders now is, is Denmark's very own Mads Pedersen. I think he's a class act and former world champion, of course, and shot to fame in it in Harrogate a few years ago when he won the world title. Um, sixth in the prologue, third yesterday. I didn't quite see where he got today, but... Twelfth. Twelfth today. Yeah. Um, how's he been received here in Denmark as a former world champion? I've seen his name quite a lot around. Is he a household name? Yeah, he's, he's really big. Mads is uh, quite straightforward in the press as well. Before the tour, he was quite open saying, I'm dreaming and we should be allowed to dream. And I want the yellow jersey in Denmark and I want to win a stage. I talked with him today. He was not disappointed. He was aiming for more, dreaming for more, but he's in the mix, you know? Yeah. He was so close yesterday and he did a really good TT as well. So um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a hero. And after these three days, he's even more uh, yeah, yeah. a legend in Danish cycling. And speaking to some of the other riders, we, we spoke to Mikael Bjerg yesterday, didn't we? Um, yeah, we did. Um, it must have been an amazing experience for them guys riding in Denmark, once in a lifetime, I think. Yeah, uh, I did a mini documentary with Mikkel just before the tour. Uh, he got COVID in Slovenia. Yeah. Um, and he was afraid to missing out the tour because of... Uh, the <laughs> because of COVID. Um, oh, Sorry, this guy's f***ing... We have a, a traffic jam here in Denmark. Yeah, we've got some right coming up inside. No, but uh, so Mikkel Bjerg, it, it meant a lot to him to go to, to the tour, especially with, with Tadej. Yeah. I don't know if that many international fans know it, but they're really close. Yeah, Tadej have been texting him yeah, yeah. all day through uh, his, like, he, while he was sick with, the, with COVID. How he was doing, are you going to the tour, mate? Uh, I would love to have you on. Yeah. Uh, so he's an important factor for for today. And yeah. do they room together? They they're doing single rooms now because of COVID. But right, they, right. they did. I think yes, last year was Miguel's first tour, and they roomed the the first week, I think. So, uh, but for all the Danes, this is a uh, yeah one life experience. Yeah. Uh, you know about? you know Sean Krau Andersen. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's uh, uh, DSM. He, they took him out. Yeah, because he's uh, moving he's, teams, he's, isn't he's he? He's not re-signing. Right. So uh, yeah, that was that. That's was, uh, another Dane, of course. Magnus caught Nielsen today, um, solo ride, um, in to get a solitary three mountains points. But that was a hard way of getting those three points. But it was almost like a lap of honor, wasn't it? It was amazing, wasn't it? And he mm. got a six-minute lead at some point. Yeah. Um, but just to wear that those, that mountain jersey secured for a couple of days through the rest day but that was he seemed to be having so much fun it was a real joy to see the way that he rode and I'd imagine nobody wanted to go with him because they're always going to be beaten he's so quick on, on those short climbs isn't he that uh, I got the sense that they just wanted to leave him out there to, to enjoy his lap of honour what was your thoughts on that? 
That was amazing. Uh, I know Magnus quite well. Uh, he was good friends with my brother when they raced together. And um, yeah, you can see he was smiling all the way. Yeah. And that's quite rare in the Tour de France to do that. And I will hand it over to Brad because you followed him. Yeah, doing no. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, uh, he was shifting along. Um, and, and the crowds today, again, were amazing. There was very few sections where there was no people. And, and on some of the climbs, you know, they were 10 deep. Um, and the reception he was getting was, again, once in a lifetime for him. If there's a stage you're going to be out there on your own in the Tour de France where you know you're going to get caught and you know there's no chance for stage win, then it was today for a Danish rider. And I think that's probably why he went so easy this morning. Yeah. But um, it was another great day, really. And uh, we had a little chat with Matt White at the finish. I think the good thing for those guys is that success already, isn't it, on the board? And we've seen so many riders in those sprints, particularly Caleb Ewan, I saw, was quite frustrated today. Um, he got boxing again, didn't he? he? Did. Sort of near, not taken into the barriers, but he just had no space left, did he? It was yeah. unfortunate. He's had, like you said, a lot of bad luck already. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think after this rest day tomorrow, we're in France, Calais to Dunkirk. Yep. I think it's going to feel like a new race. Yeah, it will. Um, and it's been like a mini Tour of Denmark in the Tour de France, but... I think once you get into France, they start racing in France after a rest day so early in a three-week race. It's going to feel like a new race, and Denmark have uh, done us proud. I think they definitely have. Yeah, that was my next question, because you've, you've seen a lot of Grand Pass during yeah. your, your career as a cyclist or as a reporter, journalist, uh, expert. Uh, we all remember Harrogate, uh, Yorkshire, uh, London. How will, will you remember Grand Pass in Denmark? Um, I think I put it on par with London for me because I can resonate with these guys and what it must feel like. London in 2007 was quite incredible. Um, you know, and I, I think they were talking on the comms today in my headset when I was riding on the motorbike and they were saying what it must be like for a British rider or for, for a Danish rider, sorry. And I, 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 I took myself back to 2007 and the best way I could describe it is you never wanted the stage to end. You just wanted it to go on all day. And um, that's what it must have been like for Magnus Court and those guys today. It's just, it's just everything you do, you come home. It's like the Tour of Britain as well, because obviously it's different here. But when we came back to the Tour of Britain after the 2012 Olympics and things, you know, at the end of the day, you go into British hotels, you're stopping at British service stations, British petrol stations, getting out the bus and you're on home soil and it's great. You know, and um, particularly in like something like the Tour of Britain and these guys will experience it here. When you're going near your house on the motorway or near somewhere where you live or train and Mads Pedersen must have felt that yesterday because we went through his home village in after 20 kilometers didn't we yeah he did and he also said yesterday that I think many French riders they will not have the opportunity to pass their house no. like me because France is France is big yeah, yeah. so he was very uh, privileged to have that moment and yeah the thing is yesterday's stage was on the roads where where um, Mess has been training since he was seven years old. Yeah. yeah. So amazing for him, yeah. And just touch briefly, I want to touch on it as well, is um, the photo you took of me yesterday with the Chris Anker Sorensen. Do you want to talk us about a little bit about that? Because you knew Chris quite well and his family, didn't you? Yeah, Chris Anker, um, he's, uh, he was a legend uh, as a person, mostly. Um, they, I know these guys who made this uh, charity for his family and for kids who lost their parents. Yeah. And they made this beautiful painting um, uh, in Holbeck. Yeah. Uh, we showed it from the helicopter, What a, how amazing view it was, to salute him and to, uh, yeah. to remember him. Um, and yeah, you also got your sweat as well. With, yeah, uh, his and name. I saw a few of those Space. today as well in some of the villages. Yeah. They still had Chris Anker's... Uh... His name was everywhere as well, on, yeah. on flags and on the road. And yeah, I would love 
to uh, yeah to see him. I've got Chris Anker, like Bradley had raced against Chris Anker, and I, after my racing career, I was obviously doing some stuff at GCN at the Giro d'Italia, and um, he crashed out. There was a really, I think it was 2017, when he crashed out really badly, and he became um, really disorientated, and they had to pull him from the race. It was a hideous crash and a descent. Uh, and the day that his teammate Mick Rogers won the stage, so he was out of the race, and. Um, and I needed to do a recon a couple of days later with, uh, with I think it was, no, it was with Oleg Tinkov, actually, who's running the team. And I didn't have any kit or shoes. I'd forgotten them. And it was Chris Anger heard, and he's come up and said, Matt, what size are you? And I said, I'm a 43. So I'm a 43. And he, got, he gave me his wet bag with all his stuff in it. Just a really nice gesture. He didn't need to. You know, that's his, you know. But that was just a lovely little gesture. And I'd known him anyway before, but that was just showed just, just how nice a human, you know, was it mm. a little indication of the, of the generosity of his spirit, you know? Yeah, so yeah. that was my little memory of, mm. of, of Chris Anger. Yeah. He's, he was a good man, uh, a good dad, and a fabulous commentator as well. Uh, so it's also a, a tough, some tough days for TV2, yeah. uh, who's covering the tour as well, uh, because they miss him, and he was a really big impact on their, on their team. So Anders, you're um, we're off back to France tomorrow. You're going home. You're not joining us for the rest of the race. No, it's a shame. Unfortunately, we, we, we enjoyed you at the Giro. Yes. We had a good time. It was amazing. Why? Why is this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Money, um, financial. Yeah, maybe. I think you have to talk with your boss. Yeah, but just before we talk about what I'm doing, your favorite moment in Denmark. What in was Denmark? that? Whoa. Wasn't it the huck with Rolf? Yeah, the half because the hug seeing Rolf was one of my childhood oh, heroes. Right. I'll never forget when I was 16 in the 1996 tour, him winning a stage in the in the Alps in the tour, um, and there's a sprint and coming around. Oh, he also met Jorgen Leff. Uh, Jorgen Leff, yeah. Jorgen Leff, who's of course the director <laughs> from Sunday in Hell, stars in Water Carriers, the greatest show on earth, and it was a privilege to meet him. And I met him when I was with Bjorn Holm from Denmark, and um, <laughs> the only one I did see Bjorn Reese didn't you see Jesper Skibby? Didn't see these guys, but you know, big fan of Danish cycling. I think, I think um, my favourite moment was just just the people, because I've, be, I've been to Denmark a few times. I just love it. It's just a great feeling. You just, you just feel really quite relaxed here. But it's just the generosity of spirit for all the people that I've seen. Just smiling faces. You know, generally the cycling community, people who come out to bike races are good people. You know, but here, here it was particularly. They just clearly love it. And um, when we got to the start today. We, we were actually before we got to the start. Actually, we were watching. We were watching in our hotel Danish TV, interviewing people already at the side of the road at the finish. Like they, we, we, it was like eight hours away. Yeah, they were there. You know, it's just it, it's just wonderful. But uh, yeah, it's just just the just the spirit here. Um, it would long. It would live long in my, in my memory. Yeah. Uh, that just the people. I think. Me too. Because I was here when Cav won the worlds, and that was a very special course, moment yeah. in 2011. And when we were at the start near Tivoli the other day, that was where the time trial started. That was where the road race started in 2011. And even out on some of the roads today, I don't think we were in anywhere near the area where the road race was. No. But every time I saw this sort of white, like sloping section or something like that, I thought, oh, this is part of the road course because all the roads look the same here. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, it was it was very far from yeah. from the world's but it course. It was in Denmark. It was in Denmark, and uh, I know you guys are doing the Dane of the Day. Yes. So. The Dane of the three stages in the tour, who's that? Mads Pedersen for me. Uh, for me, it, uh, Max Gordon-Nielsen. You? 
I think it's the fans. If so I can the say dance the dance of the, the dance of the tour. Dance of the day. I think we can we can we can allow that, can't you, bro? Well, it's your podcast. That. That's we can allowed. Allow Hold on, I've just got the producer in my ear. Yes, it's been confirmed. <laughs> the people are the uh, the Danes of the day. Anders, what are you looking forward to the rest of the couple of weeks? You're actually commentating, aren't you, for Danish TV? Yeah, we'll be commentating the first part of the stages in Eurosport Denmark. Yeah. So. Um, and what are you looking forward to? The, the next two days are going to be yeah. amazing. The in Tuesday, Wednesday, the one to Dunkirk. Hopefully, some crosswind where there wasn't in the in the yeah. bridge, and then. Uh, yeah, the mini Robe, the yeah. Arnberg stage, it's going to be oof, amazing. And of course, I'm Danish. I'm looking forward to see Jonas Vingegaard in the in the mountains. Uh, in my opinion, he looks stronger than Roglic. Um, is that first day Friday, is it? Planche de Belfi? Stage seven, Planche yeah, de Belfi. Seven, so yeah. it's not long. It's yeah. Friday, isn't it? That's yeah, why I yes. took yellow 10 years ago. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, a hell of a climb. Yeah. So tomorrow, Matt, transfer day. Yeah, transfer day. It's a big... We're um, off to Brussels, aren't we? We're off to Brussels. Um, we're not too sure. Well, I think our flights are around three. We are. Um, we're, well, it's worth mentioning as well, I think, on the pod, um, that it is Pete Burton's birthday. Is it his today. birthday? He's 36 years of age. 39. Um, and that's, I well, thought he was 26. Uh, I thought he was 25. Uh. He's a, lo- a lovely young-looking man. Um, so, yeah, so tonight we're going to be celebrating... He's got a great complexion, celebrate- hasn't he? We're gonna, yeah, we're going to... What was that? He's got a great complexion. He's got, a, it's, he's got good no, skin. Do you know what? Earlier on today, I was walking... He's got a good um, cleansing act. Yeah, he's... I was, cleansing actually, routine. Yeah, well, he, he must do. He does. Biosense. He uses Biosense um, Elderflower. Um, he also uses one of the best um, sunscreens available to man. P20? Um, that, 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 that NASA use it for, for the space people P20. who go up. You know what? In the Giro, the only thing he could uh, offer me of sunscreen... I have facial sunscreen for you. That was the yeah. only thing he was carrying. It's brown. Yeah, well, he's it really taking brown. care of his like, face, like huh? Clay. Um, Strange stuff. But no, so uh, I'll tell you one thing that we haven't had, which I'm really looking forward to, apart, apart from the racing, um, which we're generally doing service stations, is Yop. We need to do a Yop. Can we stop at a petrol station soon, Pete? See, because that's the one thing I love about being in the We want to try a Danish Yop. What is yeah. Yop? Oh, it's quick. a yogurt drink. It's a yogurt-based drink. Yes. Not it's quite like kefir, but yogurt. Yeah, it's actually like runny yogurt. Uh, and it's like a, it's like well, it's not like a milkshake. It's like a yogurt shake, but without the shake. It's just smooth. It's Quite no nice with Bailey's. And in. it's Danish. Or no, what? it's French. All right, Quite nice with Bailey's. In. Yop, yeah, all right. So it's called Yop. Yop. For so anyone listening, who listened to the stage one, we did. Bailey's did get back to us, didn't they? They did get back. They, they, they didn't they offer asked. us any free gear and swag. No, but we can. But I think. I think there. Do you know what I think it was? I think they were so reaching Bailey's, out. So Bailey's, if you're listening, just get free in contact. Drink. Um, uh, yeah, um, my number is. 0044 um, now I'm not really going to give my number there we go <laughs> but get, reach out to Brad Wiggins yeah. um, or at Matt Stevens realstevens.com that's the one <laughs> thanks a lot for having you on the thank show thank you Andrew that's been a, it's, it's been a pleasure uh, and, and it's always nice uh, I think recording um, audio whilst moving it has something special yeah. about it it's, it's intangible but uh, it's something I think it's the road noise it is uh, that I, that I've got the rumble it's through atmospheric. my body do you it remember is. the last time we did that in France when we had oh, nearly aquaplaned the storm mm. yeah that was one of our micro pods wasn't it like it was a 9-10 minute like a real like a little boxing match of a podcast but we nearly <laughs> crashed god it was terrifying uh, and then uh, then a Colombian dude we stopped at a Mickey D's um, and a Colombian dude came in from the rain and he, he did look a bit cold and I f- took pity on him gave him a jacket to walk him up next thing I know he stole yeah, it he stole it <laughs> anyway who if you're was listen, there that if you're day who was there that day when uh, we were in there all the Danes all the Danes all the Danes Brad Nagard Chris Anker Sorensen they were all there weren't uh, they yeah they were there and we had a, we were all ordering off those giant iPads they gave at McDonald's yeah what a great so, anyway see you tomorrow people <laughs> see you tomorrow people yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit
Come on.